Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Someone has stolen the preacher's Bible. Um, in case, uh, no, I'm good, bro. Uh, in case we haven't met, my name is Brandon. Everyone say hi, Brandon. I'm Brandon, and one of the leaders here, and so good to have you here tonight. And um, I don't know why, because this week I have not been getting very much sleep. Anyone like me this week, you're just like you're not getting sleep. You just haven't been. Okay, uh, I'm just curious. What's like the least amount of sleep someone's gotten this week, like hour wise? Three hours? Zero hours? Zero hours? Anybody else? Can you beat zero hours? Um, I was up last night from 1:30 in the morning to 4.30 this morning. I don't know why, I just couldn't sleep. And I went back to bed at five o'clock um, or 4.30, five o'clock, somewhere in there. And got back up at like 6.37. And um, I should be exhausted. I should be tired. Thank you so much, Matthew. I should be tired, but I got like crazy amounts of energy right now. And I'm only telling you that because um, if I got energy, you gotta have energy. And so we need some participation tonight. Look at your neighbor, say participation. participation. All right, so John chapter 15, we're finishing this series tonight that we've been in, that we've been calling um, uh, Jesus in his own words. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a, a, a perception of someone before. You thought they were a certain way and then you met them and they were totally different. Has this happened to you? Like you thought someone was gonna be really nice and they were really mean. You thought someone was gonna be really mean and they were really nice. Uh, you thought someone was going to be really cool, and you're like, oh my gosh, I never want to see that person again. Like, they're, they're just different. And, and we've been in this series kind of just talking about the reality that for a lot of us, we have a perception of who Jesus is. If, if I were to corner you, uh, that's kind of creepy. Uh, forget I said that. Uh, if I were to just ask you the question, um, who is Jesus? You, you would probably have some sort of, a, of an answer. Maybe it's like, I was just like, he's a re- re- religious figure. Um, oh, that's uh, the guy we sing to. And, and, and the, the point of this whole series is going, well, rather than just us trying to guess who Jesus is, let's actually look at the Bible because all through the scripture, there are these I am. Someone say I am. I am. These I am statements where Jesus actually tells us who he is. Uh, we talked about how Jesus, he goes, I am the good shepherd. In other words, he is the one who wants to lead and guide and and shepherd or care for our life. Uh, Jesus goes, I am the resurrection. In other words, if you got a dead area of your life or an area that's broken, I have the power to resurrect it or bring it back to life. We talked about uh, last week, Jesus goes, I am am the way, the truth, and, and, and I am the life. If you're looking for the way to go, the truth in life, for where joy, I am the life. And tonight as we finish, um, I'm really pumped to talk about this because we're talking tonight about this I am statement where Jesus says this, I am the vine. Someone say the vine. The vine. Um, and and I, I, I want to kind of implore you tonight that whether you're into church, whether you're not into church, whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, um, whether you're serious about your faith, you're kind of somewhere in, you know, in the middle, I kind of like to implore you tonight that you would actually lean in and, and you would listen to this sermon um, because I think tonight that you might discover something that is a, that's a game changer. Uh, quick participation all across the room. You don't have to raise your hand. Um, but by show of hands, how many of you would say, I actually want to live a good life. 
Okay, if your hand is not up, we'll pray for you. Um, but, but all of us, we, we want to live a good life. And, and what if I were to tell you tonight that I could give you one key to in every season of your life, from here until you go home to be with Jesus, to live a good life? What if it wasn't like a bunch of things? What if it was one thing? What if it wasn't trying to figure out this equation? What if there was one key to experiencing life, good life? Would you be interested? Because Jesus, he actually gives us the key. Someone say the key. The key key to a good life. Matter of fact, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, title of the sermon, simply this, the key to life, the key to life. John 15, chapter, uh, John chapter 15, verse one. I'm gonna read you the first five verses and then we're gonna use this to kind of explore this subject tonight to ask the question, is there actually a key to, to living? And I'm, I'm telling you, if there were one sermon that I could preach, this would probably, probably be it. Like if, if we were to go to coffee or ice cream or smoothies or whatever else you're into and um, you're like, hey, just tell me, tell me what you think the most important thing. It'd probably be this sermon right here because I know so many people that are trying to follow God and missing it. Have you ever been doing something before and it's just not working? You ever been doing something before and it's like, man, I'm, like, I feel like I'm doing the right thing It's just not working, so maybe I'm not. I know so many people who believe in God, believe in Jesus, and and things just aren't aren't working, and and there's actually a reason. I'm going to show it to you tonight. John 15, uh, verse 1 says this, Jesus talking. He says, I am. Again, someone say, I am. I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Verse two, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch uh, that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse three, he says, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Verse four, so abide in me and I in you, listen to this, as the branch cannot, someone say cannot, cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Key verse, I want you to hear this tonight, verse five. Again, he goes, I am the vine. Someone say the vine. Okay. He goes, I am the vine and you are. Everyone just take your pointer finger, not the middle finger. We're not using that one tonight. Keep it to yourself, pointer finger, and just point at yourself. Okay. So Jesus goes, I am the vine but you are the branches. Say, I am a branch. I'm a a, a branch. You are the branches, and listen to this. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Here's a a really ridiculous phrase. For without me, you can do nothing. Have have you ever heard something in the Bible, or maybe someone said something, and immediately you go, that's not true. That's, has that ever happened to you before? It's like someone says something and immediately you're like, okay, you are a liar, liar, pants on fire because that's not the truth. I think we got to be honest, John 15, 5, throw that back up there. This statement, it, it's kind of one of those things that if we just read it, we go, uh, that's, that's, this, is, this is why I question the Bible because that's not true. I can do nothing. He goes, for without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. 
a thinking person would go, uh, hold up. There's actually a lot of people doing a lot of things that don't believe in God. Like, this is one of the hangups people have where they go, wait a minute. Like, preacher, man, you're telling me Jesus is everything. God's everything. Without God, I can't do anything. But I look across the street, and I, I see lots of people who don't believe in God, even people who have rejected God, and they're doing a whole lot of stuff. Like, they're making a whole lot of money. They're coming up with inventions. They're successful at their career. They went skiing and they were like, had awesome pictures on it. Like, like they, they're doing a lot of stuff without you. Um, the reason I had you ask uh, three people um, if you've ever tried to bite your toenails before, which by the way, anybody brave enough tonight just to admit at some point in life, you try to bite your toenails? I'm, I guess if, it's one of those things that I feel like if your hand's not up, I think you might be lying. I can remember, uh, this is my cousin, uh, Matthew Tillery in the back. Everyone say, what's up, Matt? I can remember at Grandma Dorothy's house, sitting in front of her TV. I can't do it now. Um, like, I, I don't even know if I would bite my toenails because I'm not flexible enough. But I remember sitting on the floor, watching the Rugrats. Any Rugrats fans in the house? Watching the Rugrats and being like, I could, I could bite my toenails. And I, I, I tried it, and I've never tried it again. But um, one of my kids, who will not be named, is like biting their toenails, and we're like, at least go brush your teeth, man. Like, that's so gross. But um, it, it, it kind of be like if someone would come to you and go, hey, guess what? You're, you're never, you're never going to guess. What? I just accomplished the greatest thing ever. You're like, what? Like, did you start taking like karate? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not no, no. Jiu-jitsu? I'm a lover, not a fighter. No, no, no. Oh, so like, did you, did you learn an instrument? Or no, 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 no. For months I've been stretching and I've been practicing flexibility and I've just mastered the art of biting my toenails. <laughs> it's a game changer, man. Like I, can, I never have to use a nail clipper again. And uh, yeah, you know, I also never have to floss again because sometimes one gets caught in there and it's just, you know, it's, it's, the, like, it's the whole thing. You, you would look at them and go, oh, um, cool, man. Um, that's, that, yeah, I, that, that's awesome, man. Uh, uh, because someone to go, I've done it. I've accomplished it. I can bite my toenails. We're all like, bro. That's weird. That's gross. You probably don't have very many friends. We need to pray for you. Um, do you see a dentist? But, but, but I'd like to propose to you tonight that what we don't often consider is that things we're really impressed with, God's not that impressed with. Yeah, man, made billions. God's like, cool. Yippee. Achieved it all. Achieved it all. Cool, I created the whole universe. Um, that's that, that way to go, buddy. We have all these things that we go, no, 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 that's not true. I can do lots without God. And God looks back at us and goes, uh, yeah, but like not things that are, that are significant, not things that have eternal meaning, not things that really 
are the essence of why I created you. See, what Jesus is trying to help us to see is that he offers us something that no one and nothing else can offer us. And he says there actually is a singular key to this life. And here's what it is. He goes, I am the vine. Again, someone say vine. Vine. I'm the vine. And he goes, you are the branches. And, And in essence, what he's telling us is that like any flower or plant, that the moment you cut that, that thing off from the vine, it, it does what? It dies. Um, th- these are some really beautiful flowers. Do you see how beautiful they are? They, um, can you believe my wife did not appreciate my gift? How dare she? I got them on sale. Um, but like, I mean, I mean, let's just, let's just be, be rhetorical for a second. Um, well, actually, no, you can answer. Why, why are these all dead? Be, 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 yeah, but, but they're in water, though. But wait, like, they, no, no, they're, they're in water, so why are they dying? Be, 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 because they got cut off. They, they got cut off from, from the source. And so what once was a beautiful, is this a, is this a sunflower, is that what this is? A beautiful sunflower that, that was connected to something that was giving it nourishment, the food that it needed, that was helping it to, to grow and to flourish and to, it's, it's dead. Um, the, the, this one's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. Nick, if you'd like, man, after service, you can have all of these. You can give them to, to your lady if you like. Um, but, like, this one's a little bit better, but, but you can still see that it's, it, it's in the process of what? Of, of dying. See, I, I want to give you a couple thoughts tonight. Number one is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Um, that not every source is, is worth it. In, in, in essence, what I'm trying to say is not every source is like the, the real thing. I don't know if you noticed this, but in John 15, uh, verse 1, uh, throw it back up there for a second. John 15, verse 1. Um, who knew flowers were goopy when they died? This is gross. Um, John 15, 1, listen to what, what Jesus says. He says that I am the, the true vine. He doesn't say I'm the only vine. He said I'm the true vine. Did you know there are a lot of things that we can try to plug our life into to find life? There's a lot of things right now. You probably don't even realize it because you haven't considered it this way, but you are daily, weekly, monthly, actively like plugging your life into, man, I, I got to go here. I, I, I got to watch this. I got to listen to this. I, I got to be with this person. And we have things we're plugging our life into going, no, no, this is where life comes from. Man, I, I got to be about this because this is where my energy comes from. Have you ever had a hobby before? And like when you first get into it, like you, you, you just want to do it all the time. I told you last week what, what, what a dork I am. Uh, no surprise to anybody, apparently. Um, but like when I was on my vacation at the beach, I tried to get into surfing. I'm not good at surfing, but I'm laying there in bed at night being like, the swell tomorrow is going to be sick. And um, I'm like looking forward going, like, I just like, if I could just get out there and we have so many things we plug ourselves into. 
Jesus says, John 15, verse 1, he says, um, I am the true vine. I'm the true vine. In other words, there is one source that we plug our life into, that we put our life in, that actually brings us life. There's one source that brings joy. There's one source that brings wisdom. There's one source that gives us what we need to, to flourish. We won't turn there, but you can write it down if you want. Psalm chapter one, it says that blessed is the man who, who, who isn't trying to plug into all these other sources, but he plugs into God and it says he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that's always bearing fruit. See, J Jesus goes, I am the vine and you are the, the branches. In other words, I am not. Someone say, I am not. I am not sufficient apart from him. Number two, you can write this down if you're taking notes. It's simply this, that uh, this source, the source being him, um, he won't let you stay how you are. Did, did you, do you notice this? Um, John 15, uh, verse, verse two, throw it up there. John 15, two, it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And this is what I really wanna focus on for time's sake. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Uh, someone recently was telling me in a season of their life how much they hated me. So encouraging, right? Like, I hate you. I love you too, man. But, but they were saying like, you, like, you just like, like you, you were just bugging me. You're bugging me because you were saying things I, like I didn't want to hear. Did you know that God does love you so much that he accepts you the way you are? But did you know that God loves you too much to let you stay the way you are? Did you know that you have in your life right now, like currently, me, you and me both, that right now you have things in your life that if not addressed, will destroy the life God wants to give you. Right now, I'm, I'm not talking to anybody specifically, I promise, I'm gonna turn around. Right now, you got some relationships in your life, they're leading you straight to hell. Right now, you got some attitudes and some mindsets and some mentalities that they're robbing you of what God has for you. Right now, you got some habits and you got some patterns and you got some things that because God loves you so much, he goes, no, 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 no. We, we, we got to address this. We, 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 we got to cut this out. No, 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 we, we have to. I, I remember looking backwards, the, the greatest thing that, that ever happened to me, apart from Jesus and my wife and my kids and probably a lot of other stuff. So one of the greatest things that ever happened to me is moving from uh, Los Angeles, Southern California area to South Carolina. I'll never forget being 15, 16 years old, my parents going, hey, we're moving across the country. And the first thing I said to him was, have fun, that sounds great, I'm gonna live with my grandma. That's the first, honestly, the first thing I said. And I was so mad, I'm like, all of my friends are here. I'm a sophomore, or I think a sophomore in high school. All of my friends are here, all of my family, I don't wanna move. And, and, and looking backwards, I realized that that was, it was part of the pruning process. Because I can look backwards and go, man, I, God probably would have taken care of, care of it there, but there were like, there were friends that I had. And there were th environments that I was in and there were things that I was a part of that were killing me and leading me. See, God wants to, he wants to help you, but the way he helps you is he, he brings correction. 
He wants to change you. The Bible goes, here, here's the reality, John 15, 2, that God, well, I'm the, well, well, uh, well, I'm the vine, or I'm, I'm the vine, God is the vine dresser. Every branch in me does not bear fruit. He takes away, and every branch in me that bears fruit, he prunes it, he changes it, that it may bear more fruit. I'm telling you tonight that the, the source, the only real place to plug into, it's, it's him because he, but you're the vine, I'm, I'm the branch. And the moment I unplug from you, my life starts doing, do, doing this. And, and as I plug into this source, what begins to happen is because God loves me so much, he starts changing me. Can I just say right now, there are people God's put in your life that they probably are irritants. They're there because God has sent them there to help you change you, to, to work on stuff in you. Yeah, maybe a pastor, maybe a leader, maybe a parent, or maybe a really annoying sibling. I remember growing up, my parents used to always say, Brandon, you better learn to get along because your whole life, you're going to be around people just like your sisters. And if you, if you can't learn to get along with them here, how, how are you? God, he's trying to change you. He's trying to help you. And lastly, we'll close right here. Point number three, if you're taking notes, is simply this that this source requires you to plug in. Someone say plug in. I woke up this morning, I already told you, 1.30 in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to say that I'm super spiritual and I went straight to the prayer closet and um, I uh, just, but I didn't, I, I watched a TV show. Don't judge me, how dare you? I know you're judging me. Um, and I watched the show. For some reason, Jenny couldn't sleep either last night. She went downstairs and she was like reading like an adult. I'm like a child. I'm watching TV. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. And uh, I only stopped watching TV because she came upstairs and she was like, yo, I'm going to bed. Turn it off. And I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I will. And so I went downstairs. I'm I'm still not tired. And I thought, you know, I'm going to open the scripture. I'm I'm, I'm just going to read. And um, I, I started reading and spending time with the Lord. And I can't even tell you what scripture it was, but, but do you know what the overwhelming, like, sensation, thought, uh, stirring that, that, that I had last night? It was about my time. And, and, and I'm not just saying that because it fits, but actually I felt like God said, hey, this is part of what I want you to share, share tonight or tomorrow night, um, that that we got to realize that time is such a precious commodity. Um, I, I put, you don't, well, I didn't want my mic to feedback. Um, I, I pulled this up before church just to look at it, just to feel bad about myself. Um, anybody, have you looked at your screen time today? Anybody? Anybody, do you, do you regularly look at your screen time? Um, have, have you ever looked at your screen time and been amazed how much time you spent on your phone? Have you? Um, I don't know what's good or what's bad, so don't judge me. Um, today I have spent three hours and 49 minutes on my phone. Is it? It's pretty good? Oh, all right, sweet. Cool, yeah. Um, anybody want to guess the app that I've spent the most time on today? The, Bi- the Bible app, not the Bible app. Um, Instagram, one hour and 13 minutes. That's embarrassing. Um, uh, was, s- s- second app, second app. Anyone want to guess the second app? Facebook. I'm not 65, not Facebook. Come on. <laughs> That's for your grandma. Facebook, get out of here. Uh, anybody? Anybody? 
YouTube, one hour and six minutes. However, hold on, hold on. I listened to a sermon today called Don't Steal My Oil. It was really good. That's probably the hour. Um, And then the next closest one, 17 minutes. I've been texting people um, 16 minutes on an app called The Circles. Nine minutes on my calculator. I don't remember that, actually. (laughs) I don't remember spending nine minutes. Like, I don't remember. I don't know what that's for. Um, six minutes on email. I should probably respond to more emails, to be honest. Um, it's like, I, I, sorry, I didn't have time to respond to your email. Really? Because you spent six minutes on email and an hour and 13 on Instagram. There's your sign. But, but, but if we really look at, at, at where we spend our time, it's telling, isn't it? See, what, what, what Jesus says in John 15, I don't remember which verse it is, uh, verse, verse four through five, John 15, four through five. He goes, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless, someone say unless. Unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. We won't read verse five for time's sake, but that word abide, it just means to like remain, to stay close. Um, there is no way for you to to, to plug into or have the life source that is Jesus without you giving him time. Like, I, I just want to, want to be repetitive and just say it again. Um, you need to reevaluate where you spend your time because I'm not going to ask to do like a poll or like screen time for God, but let's just be honest. If, if we were to have like a, hey, how many hours have you spent doing this as opposed to in prayer this week? probably lower than we'd like to admit. Hey, if we look at our, at our Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Face, whatever you're on, like, I don't even know the apps. In comparison, that's a good one, huh? That's good. In, in comparison to how much time I have spent in this book reading and meditating his word. It's not even close. If I consider how much content I have consumed, social media, music, YouTube, movies, that is inspired by and telling the story and the narrative of a godless world, as opposed to how much time I've spent listening to worship music, and it's not even close. And and here's the silly thing. We say stupid things like this. God just feels far these days. I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like I can't really connect with God. Yeah, no, duh. Because all of our time is spent plugged in over here. Ah, I just, I need more of this. I need more of that. I need... And Jesus goes, hey, um, I don't like mean to be like Debbie Downer, man, but um, this is what your life looks like. This is... This is, this is what you're, you know what's funny is our life could look like this and, and we, we wouldn't even notice because it's become normal to us, hasn't it? I'll tell you one more kind of silly story. I was at the gym I go to yesterday and they were doing free chiropractic. Have you ever been to a chiropractor, anybody? Anybody? Um, have you ever bragged about something only to realize you shouldn't have been bragging about it? I'm talking to the lady and she's telling me how good chiropractic is and I'm like, ah, no, I totally, totally get it. But you know, I'm good though. I was like, I'm totally good. You know, I've never had any injuries. I obviously I work out a lot. You could probably tell. And um, you know, like I'm healthy. Like I'm good. And she goes, "Well, like, you, like you should just lay down and let's 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 see." 
Like, all right, cool. And in my mind, I'm like, I can't wait for her to go. Wow. That's amazing. You're a Christian? I could tell. Blessing of God. But, but I lay down and I'm like, Psh, watch this. And she goes, all right, well, so um, your right foot is severely shorter than your, uh, your right leg's shorter than your left leg. Um, your entire back is like tweaked like this. Uh, she grabbed my wrist and she's like, oh, wow, you have no mobility in your wrist at all. She grabbed my neck and she's like, wow. You're, and all these things. And I'm like, how am I even alive right now? How did I even get up and like take a shower? What is, because I was so convinced that I'm good. And it's funny how we, we've become normal or, or we've normalized things that aren't healthy. We've normalized feelings that that's not God's best. And it's so funny because if, if, if we were to, to like look and compare to what God has for us, so much of our life looks like this. No, I mean, I'm, I'm good because I'm plugged in to, to this murky, gross, nasty, I'm, 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 I'm plugged in. And we don't even realize that, no, man, that's not God's best. That's not what God has for you. Jesus says, I am the true vine. No one has life apart from me because I love you so much. I want you to plug in, give me time and abide in me and allow me to change correct areas of your life. Why? So that you can flourish and experience life. Someone told me this week, um, when you preach, you should give people like, you know, next steps. I thought, all right, cool. Here's the next step. Um, so here, here, here's just thoughts. I, I'd, I'd encourage you tonight to maybe take time to consider, where have I plugged my life into? And, and, and don't give yourself the spiritual out. Be honest. What am I plugging myself into? Where am I finding my, my life source from? I'd, I'd, I'd encourage you that you'd start spending time with Jesus every day. Can't do it apart from him. Jesus couldn't do it apart from the spirit of God. How much more can we not do it apart from him? We, we, we need him. And I'd, I'd encourage you to start spending time with Jesus. And lastly, someone say lastly. lastly. We're done right here. Lastly, um, that you would start allowing the correction that needs to happen. You got things right now. Like right now, you got things killing you, man. And what you need is God to go, hey, we got to cut that out. Hey, hey, I know you're heartbroken about this loss. It was for me. It was, it was like, like it's, it's a good thing. It, it needed to happen. Let the correction that needs to happen, happen. Why? Because God, he's not punishing us. He's trying to help us to experience the life he has. Someone said, amen. God, let's, let's pray. Close your eyes, bow your head. God, I pray tonight that you would help us, even, even if it's just like seed in our heart, just, just seeds, that you would, you would help us tonight just to have this, this, this inkling of truth in us that goes, you know what? Jesus is the true vine. I, I can't actually experience life apart from, from him. And so my life needs to be plugged into him. I pray that God, you would help us to evaluate the screen time of our life. How much time we're giving to other people and places and, 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 and life sources that are not you. And I pray you'd help us to God, just come back to going, I, want, I need to give God time. 
As much time as I'm giving Instagram, I need to give Jesus that time. As much time as I'm over here doing, I need to give God that time because he is the vine. And apart from him, I can experience nothing, nothing that is his best for me. And I pray that God, for every one of us, you would help us yield to the correction that needs to take place. For you are the vine and we are the branches, God. Lord, we we don't want to normalize dysfunction in our life and just get, just get, you know, God, we want to experience the life you have for us. So correct us, help us to abide and stay close to you. And would you give us the life we need in Jesus name? All God people said. We hope you've been inspired by this word to help awaken your faith on a regular basis. Subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.